Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the You Love and You Learn podcast, the first episode. I am so happy to be here. This has been something that I've been dreaming about doing for a while. I love podcasts. I've had so many inspirational podcast walks or podcast commutes when I was commuting back in the day. And it's really surreal to be even sitting down here to record my own first episode. So really, really excited for this. It's something that I've had some requests for and something that I've really been wanting to do. So it feels like the perfect time to do it. I'm going to be leaning into recording these first few episodes imperfectly. And that is going to be without this perfect introduction, without needing to know exactly how everything will be structured and trusting that all of the details will sort themselves out. My goal for this podcast is to dive deeper into all things love, relationships, relationship anxiety, and really to help shift the one-size-fits-all narrative that I've witnessed for so long when it comes to all of these topics, such as the happily ever after without any challenges along the way, the fairy tale endings we see in the movies without any additional context, and the relationship goals culture that we have today on social media, which I have fallen trapped to many, many times. I'm still learning so much about love and relationships every day, and I'm just really excited to share my own insights that I've had in my relationship, things that I've learned from my research and mentorship, and actively seeking out new information about love and relationships, as well as bringing on wise and inspiring guests to help share their wisdom with all of us. For this first episode, I just wanted to kind of set the stage for why anxiety can happen in relationships in the first place because a lot of people come into my world on social media and finally for the first time feel seen that, oh my gosh, someone else has had anxiety in their relationship too. I had no idea. And this to me completely blows my mind, the fact that we do not have enough people talking about relationship anxiety because clearly it's still something that a lot of people feel is unique to them. They are alone in it and they don't hear talked about enough. So luckily I know a lot more people that are talking about this. I've come across some incredible people that are other relationship anxiety coaches, relationship coaches, ROCD coaches and experts. And now there is much more information out about relationship anxiety and relationship OCD than there was back when Nate and I first started dating over six years ago. But it's still something I'm really passionate about to spread this to many more people who may still have not been introduced to relationship anxiety or ROCD and to help those who have already been introduced to it really start to feel more confident sharing this type of thing with people, feeling less shame around it, continuing to unpack what it means to be in a loving relationship, and overall just continuing to grow in their own relationship because I believe that Relationship anxiety is something that we should normalize, and I also think that we can feel hopeful that relationship anxiety doesn't have to be this life sentence, and it's something that we can reduce and grow out of slowly and steadily over time. So just to explain a little bit about my experience of relationship anxiety, I'm going to do a deeper dive within the first few episodes about my full story, but my experience of relationship anxiety was feeling really doubtful and confused and uncertain in my healthy, loving relationship and having no idea how to move forward. Worrying, do I love him enough? Are we meant to be? What if I'm settling? 
is this my intuition trying to tell me something? I know many other people have experienced almost the opposite type of anxious thoughts that I had. So my thoughts centered around, do I love my partner enough? Is there someone better out there for me? Etc. I know a lot of others have had thoughts that were, does my partner love me enough? Would they leave me? Would they cheat on me? And all of these thoughts are okay. Please know that there is no one right or wrong way to experience anxiety in relationships. And I believe that a lot of people with all types of anxiety in their relationship will still resonate with what I have to share for the majority of my podcast episodes. However, just know that the lens that I'm talking from in my experience has been, do I love him enough? What if I'm settling? How can I be sure this is the right relationship? Before we get too much further, please know as a disclaimer, I I give this disclaimer on almost every single one of my social media posts, blog posts, but I like to make sure the disclaimer is very prominent any way that someone listens or sees my content because it's so important. And that is that my content, this podcast, anything that I share is not applicable for abusive relationships. And in fact, it may feel very invalidating to someone who's in an abusive relationship to hear what I am sharing because this is assuming that there are anxieties coming up and you are still consciously choosing to work through those anxieties and move forward. Whereas someone who's experiencing anxiety in an abusive relationship may feel again like well why would someone tell me that you can stay and work on these things when clearly there's something majorly wrong in the context of this relationship so please know that that is not who I am speaking to I do have a disclaimer highlight on my Instagram page that has a link of signs of an abusive relationship I get that question a lot how do I know if this is an abusive relationship or not so please check that out if you haven't already Another disclaimer and just thing to keep in mind as you're listening to this podcast is that I'm really not here to try and influence you to stay or go from your relationship. I think that escaping that stay or go mentality is really beneficial and kind of moving forward, not with one foot out the door or one foot in the relationship, but trying to be either all in or all out. And I think that it's really hard to feel kind of like stuck in this in-between space. So my goal is to help people find more clarity and confidence in however they choose to move forward. However, again, the lens that I'm speaking from is that I chose to stay in my relationship and work through the anxiety. So please know that if I'm ever leaning in that direction, it's likely due to my own personal experience. So Let's get into why anxiety can happen in relationships. It's not something that we see portrayed a lot in the movies, in the media. It feels like this taboo topic of how do I know this is the right relationship for me? Or everyone else seems to say when you know, you know, or I just knew they were the one and I'm not so sure. And that can feel really hard and confusing. So I have a handful of reasons that come to mind that anxiety can happen in relationships because of or as a result of and please know this is not the full list i'm going to go into each of them in a little bit of depth but i'm sure throughout the podcast i will continue to expand on these subjects much more but i really wanted to just give an introduction today in case you have been anxious in your relationship and really have no idea as to why you may be this list that i will dive a little bit deeper into each is having core fears about love or about relationships as a whole, the expectations that you have on love and relationships, 
and then sometimes comparing expectation versus reality. Perfectionism can be a big driver of anxiety in relationships. Past experiences and or traumas that you've experienced in either past relationships or family relationships or even just trauma that you've witnessed from other people's relationships that you've soaked in. Comparison and grass is greener mindset. And then this last one is kind of an overall lack of self-trust or lack of wanting to take responsibility for making decisions in your relationship and life. Let's get into a little bit more on each of these things so that you can understand them a little bit better. When it comes to core fears, there are a handful that come to mind off the top of the bat. That is fear of loss. So what if this relationship ends and I lose this person? Or what if I lose my dream of what I imagined my life would be like? Fear of pain. So fear of the pain of getting hurt in this relationship, your partner hurting you, or you self-sabotaging things and hurting yourself if things get too serious in the relationship. There's a fear that I don't think is talked about very often, but I find comes up for me sometimes is the fear of not being fulfilled. So I think that's that classic, what if I wake up in 10 or 15 years and I realize I'm not happy or fulfilled in this life with this person. There can be a fear of losing your own sense of self or independence that can come up in relationships. So of course, in the beginning of a relationship, we often are trying to get closer and closer to somebody, but eventually we get so close that sometimes we feel, who am I even outside of this relationship? And that fear can cause us to think that we need to leave a relationship in order to find ourselves again. Another core fear that can come up in relationships is the fear of failure. For me, this showed up as, well, my parents got a divorce and what if that happens to me? And funny enough, I've consciously decided that I no longer think getting a divorce is a failure, but my subconscious doesn't necessarily always agree. Because even though I rationally know that getting a divorce is not always a bad thing, it can be a great thing that helps everyone involved, it also is something that still brings up some feelings and, you know, this dream of wanting to stay with someone your whole life that a lot of people tend to have, if that ends, you can look at it as a failure, subconsciously at least. Another fear that can come up is the fear of the other shoe dropping. So this feels too good to be true. What if something happens? If I have something great, that means I have something good to lose which leads into the final core fear that I wanted to mention is the fear of not being worthy. So I don't deserve this type of relationship. I'm so guilty that I feel this way and my partner doesn't. Is this relationship even something that I could be in and actually be a part of and have it work out? And just kind of this lack of believing in yourself and your ability to show up in this relationship in a positive way that you're proud of. So all of these core fears are usually not happening to us consciously, right? So when we pull away from our loving partner or when we get the ick when they're doing something irritating or when we're questioning if we actually care about this person, it's not usually coming top of mind to think, oh yeah, it's probably because I'm afraid of failure. You know, these things don't just magically pop into our consciousness. But when we really dive deeper and start to understand these core fears, 
and come up with our own examples of when these core fears have shown up for us or if we're resonating with these core fears, it can be very beneficial to trust that there are some core fears happening for you and maybe not all of them are happening. But I would be willing to bet that just by being human, a lot of these resonate to you and especially if you've had experiences on love and relationships that were maybe negative and you're worried about that happening again it's natural for these core fears to come up with that said moving into past experiences or trauma i think that's a great entry point to this topic examples of this could be childhood experiences with your family whether that was hearing arguing or having a divorce happen when you were younger or even older or just things that you saw between either uh, caretakers relationships or other family or whoever in your life this can also be past experiences or traumas in previous relationships you've had that have either left you feeling you know hurt or grief or you know anxiety about that same thing happening again in a future relationship i also wanted to mention that these past experiences with family or friends or whatever relationships don't always have to be negative i've had many private clients that i've worked with who grew up with this so-called picture perfect family and their caretakers relationship was almost so perfect that they worried how can i ever measure up to that and so that's an other way that your past experiences can help affect your views on love and relationships next let's talk about expectations on love and relationships in general so whether you're a rom-com fanatic whether you're someone who's a hopeless romantic whatever your thoughts are about how love and relationships should be there's nothing wrong with those thoughts however if our thoughts are everything should be perfect 24-7, I shouldn't feel any sort of negative emotion in my relationship, my partner is supposed to make me happy, my partner should drop everything at the top of a hat to do whatever I need, if they wanted to they would, etc. Then the reality of relationships may not quite measure up to that. And I say this not to be pessimistic, I say this because a lot of times the expectations we've built up have been a little bit overly romanticized or overly perfectionism driven. The paradox or the irony about striving for perfect is that when we can accept that things are not always perfect, we have a better shot of really enjoying our imperfect relationship. And so I think it's really worth sitting back to ask yourself, Am I expecting perfection of myself, my partner, and my relationship? And that question, or the answer rather, may be really useful as you move forward in your relationship. Perfectionism was what I just dipped into a little bit, but I'll just add as far as perfectionism goes as being reasons why anxiety can happen in relationships is because striving for perfect is a pretty unachievable goal. We all naturally have imperfections, but however we were raised or whatever narratives we've seen societally about how things should look, we can think that if things aren't perfect, then they are not good. And it's just such a limiting belief, and it can make us feel like we really have to measure up to these ideals that have been shown either in the movies or you know on the magazines or whatever it is and maybe people even are putting their best face forward on social media 
without showing the full nuances and context of their relationship, right? We only get so much information from a photo or a caption on Instagram, and we are hardly ever witnessing the full spectrum of ups and downs of a relationship. So just knowing that things don't have to be perfect for them to be fulfilling, enjoyable, rewarding, and all of the beautiful things that relationships can bring. Last two reasons today that I wanted to touch on of why anxiety can happen in relationships. The first is comparison and grass is greener mindset. So comparing your relationship to others either in your life or that you see on social media and thinking as a result that the grass would be greener either in their relationship or with another person. And as cheesy as it sounds, the quote, the grass is greener where you water it, is really so true in this context of relationship and anxiety within relationships because the people that are really enjoying their relationships are the ones that appreciate their relationship. And then they're cultivating more appreciation and more goodwill and more love towards one another as a result. If we are constantly thinking someone else would make me happier or, you know, it sounds like this other couple is happier than we are, we're taking the energy that we could be bringing into cultivating a stronger, more loving relationship and we're spending it wishing that we were in another relationship. And yes, comparison is such a normal thing to do, so please don't feel like you are bad or wrong for doing it, but just know That when we're looking at someone else's relationship or wondering, would someone else make me happier? Of course, there are a handful of factors and incompatibilities that may mean that another person could be a better, quote, quote, better fit for us. However, if we are in a loving, healthy relationship with someone that we are really, really excited about making something work with, but then sometimes we worry, well, maybe another person would be more perfect for me or Maybe another partner wouldn't chew so loud, or maybe this other partner would always do the dishes perfectly. We have to know that when we are with somebody, we're getting the full human. We're not getting all the good parts of our partner, all the good parts of another partner. We have the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows of all people in relationships. So that's just really important to know when we're comparing or thinking grass would be greener elsewhere. Last but certainly not least, lack of self-trust and lack of wanting to take responsibility for our choices in life can be a big factor that contribute to anxiety in relationships. Wondering, am I making the right choice? Is this going to be something that works out? And if not, does that mean that I'm bad at choosing partners? And not wanting to take responsibility that we don't get guarantees about the future. So we have to make the best choice we have with the information we have in front of us. And we can always change our minds in the future, right? I know that we don't like to think that things could change in the future, but all we can do is take action, make decisions based on what we have experienced already to date and what information we have in front of us now. Worrying about what could happen in the future is really, really, really not serving us. And it can dip into us thinking that, Maybe something could go wrong, and then how are we going to handle it? It's a big spiral. Just remember that building up more trust in yourself and building up more of a willingness to take responsibility for the choices that you're making and the decisions that you have in your life will be a way to further reduce anxiety in your relationships. And that's something that I would love to go deeper on in future podcasts, but that's all I'll say about it for now. 
I will close out this first episode by just reminding you that you are not alone at all if you experience anxiety in your loving relationship. There are over 200,000 people between my Instagram and TikTok communities, which blows my mind every day, that are resonating with the information that I'm putting out and sharing. And if you ever feel alone, just know that there's over 200,000 people who are also in the same boat as you, if not many, many, many more. I hope by hearing some of these reasons that anxiety may show up in your relationship that you feel a little bit of a weight off of your shoulders, realizing you don't have to blame yourself for these things, but knowing that you can still use the awareness of why anxiety can show up to help you move forward and start to unravel some of these things slowly but surely. I cannot wait to continue normalizing relationship anxiety. I also can't wait to continue inspiring you and providing you with hope that there's a world beyond just being stuck in relationship anxiety. And it's something that I have really moved through in such a powerful way. Of course, there's days where I can still get triggered or still have my own fears come up, but I feel so much well, more well-equipped, excuse me, to handle that and feel like I'm able to really see clearly when my fear shows up that it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with my own inner beliefs and inner fears about what could happen. So it's been really cool to see that own transformation within myself and many of my clients. And I can't wait to take us all on that journey here with this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with others that you know, help them spread the word about relationship anxiety and better understand it for themselves. And follow me over on You Love and You Learn on Instagram and TikTok for more of this type of content. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here and I cannot wait to dive deeper into this.